You are listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast with me, Trip Kramer. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the How to Talk to Girls podcast. I'm your host, Trip Kramer from tripadvicecoaching.com. On today's episode, we are talking about some of those toxic tips to get her interested. And I know that that seems harsh, it seems intense, but I really want to say that these are some tips that, you know, your your friends, your sister, your mom, and your friends that are girls are not going to be telling you. Coach Trip here is going to tell you them. And while it seems, I know, a little intense, like toxic, you're not going to be doing anything uh, unscrupulous, okay? You're not going to do anything that is going to hurt her. You're not going to be doing anything that is going to lead her in a direction that is false unless, I will say, unless you are a person that shouldn't be with her in the first place. But I'm assuming that you're a great guy and that she should be with you. So I know it sounds, like I said, a little bit intense, like it has a very negative connotation to it. But it's some of those tips that are actually going to work because whether you like it or not, my friends, we're playing the game. Women are playing the game. Men are playing the game. Dating is a game, whether you like it or not. And even when you hear those people who say, oh, I'm not going to play games. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to be that way towards someone. And I'm just going to be true to myself and and everything is going to be completely honest 100% of the time. They don't know that they're doing this, but they're lying to you. Okay, here's an example. Women wear makeup. Is that truthful? And I'm not even, uh, you know, being negative against that. I don't care if women wear makeup. In fact, they should wear makeup. Why? Because it gives them an advantage in the dating marketplace. But is it truthful? Well, no, not necessarily. They're wearing makeup to make them look, in some cases, drastically different than what they actually look like. But why do they do it? Well, it's going to make them look more attractive. And when they look more attractive, they'll have more opportunities with men. Why do women wear heels? Well, it makes them a little bit taller, makes their legs appear longer. Is that wrong? No. Is it truthful? Not really. I mean, I guess they're not really hiding it. But at the same time, they're doing what they need to do in the game to attract men. So what can men do? Well, men don't usually wear makeup, but how do they get an advantage in the dating marketplace? Some of the tips I'm going to be giving you today are going to help with that. Now, the things I'll be telling you today are also going to be um, a little bit hard, a little bit challenging, but they're also going to be a way that women will actually secretly appreciate. She will secretly appreciate that you're doing these things because it's going to make her more attracted to you. So I know I labeled it as toxic today, but not as toxic as it appears to be. I say toxic because other people who are not in the dating game or don't understand might call it that, but it's actually going to help. Okay. I think I've given you enough of disclaimers and I've, I've really uh, painted the picture. So why don't we hop into it? The first one is you're going to ignore her on text 
for at least half of a day. I'll tell you what's really super negative and toxic, and I'll do that for each one of these tips if, if, it, if it applies. You know, if you're ignoring her for like three or four days, now you're, you're, you're playing the game to a level that I think will hurt you and is not necessarily sustainable. So that's why the tip here is you're going to ignore her on text for at least half a day. Now, I know that that sounds, like I said before, gamey. It sounds maybe even manipulative. But you know what would make this truthful? Is if you actually put away your phone or you had your phone on silent for most of the day. Or maybe you have a second phone. Yes, I know people, myself included, I wasn't for dating, it's more for work. But if I was dating, I would have a second phone. And I would use my second phone for all of the women that I was grabbing numbers from for the purpose that I can put it away and it not distract me all day. Because think how distracting it is to be getting lots of text messages and lots of notifications on your dating apps. So I would put it away. I'd put it in the kitchen safe, like a lockbox. Or I would... Uh, download an app, which I've been using now, by the way. No, this is not sponsored. You can use this one. or Maybe there's others out there. It's called Freedom. I believe it's like freedom.to, I think. And I use that app to lock websites and apps so I don't get access to them for as many hours as I control it to. And you can do that with your text messages with dating apps. And I recommend you do that. So instead of being on there all day, you're on there once to twice a day maximum and you batch the task. So you sit down for an hour, message all the people, swipe on all the people, and then put it away. What is this going to do? One, well, it's going to help you stay focused on your path, your purpose, and your mission, and your your career, and the things that you're doing, or the, the friends that you're spending time with, the hobbies that you're you're engaging in, but also it helps because she's going to know that you're busy because you're not so responsive and it's going to make you look less needy. So we want you to look less needy and we want you to be less needy because neediness is one of the most unattractive traits. Women find men who are needy to be weak, but also in a scarce mindset. And women don't like men who are in a scarce mindset. They actually like men who have women who are attracted to them. They won't admit that, but subconsciously they do because they know that if a woman likes a man or many women like a man, then there's something to be liked about him. And that communicates that to her subconsciously. It's called social proof and it is very powerful. So in this tip, we're talking about ignoring her for at least half a day. So if she text messages you in the morning, she says, good morning. You're going to text her in the late afternoon to early evening. I know that doesn't seem sustainable and it seems hard. And I've said this before. I don't know if I've said it on the podcast. I know I've said it on the YouTube channel, channel and on lives. But just remember, guys, I've never heard any woman say ever that they dumped a guy or stopped seeing him because he was a bad texter. Now, I may have heard that before. And then guess what? We got down to the bottom of it. 
It wasn't because of that. It was something else. You see, this is, it's tough for women. Women don't necessarily know what makes them unattracted to a guy. Sometimes they can pinpoint it if they think about it. Sometimes they say other things. For example, if you heard my, uh, no, I didn't put it out yet. I think it's going to be coming out next episode, a live that I did with a panel of women. And one of the girls said, oh, I didn't want to see him anymore. I said, why? Because we went on a date and he asked me to come up to his place. I said, so the reason why you don't like him anymore is because he asked you up to his place. Okay. Did he say anything creepy? No, he didn't. It was just creepy that he asked me. And then I said, hmm, this is not making sense. I, I, I can't put two and two together here because asking to come up and hang out is never really going to be a deal breaker. If you really liked a guy, you would have just said no and you would have seen him again. He wasn't forceful with you, was he? No. Okay. He didn't come right out and say, hey, I want to take you upstairs and hook up with you, did he? No. So he just asked you to come upstairs? Come over to his place? Yeah. Was there anything else that he did maybe on the date that was a turnoff? Like, and that's what I asked her. I said, if, if he did... If he didn't ask that question, would you have seen him again? She said, I don't know, probably not. Okay, got it. So it wasn't that. Okay, it wasn't the fact that he asked you. You just weren't interested in him. And that was just creepy to you because you didn't really like him. And that was the straw that broke the camel's back only because you weren't interested. And then she pretty much admitted that. Okay, so my long-winded point here is that Sometimes women don't know why they don't like a guy, but it's never going to be because you are a, quote, bad texter, someone who's texting late. If anything, you are not gambling or taking a big risk if you, don't, if you text her later on that she won't be interested. You would be taking a bigger risk if you were very responsive all the time, texting her back right away, showing lots of interest over text, trying to flirt with her over text. And again, I want to be really clear here. This is more in the beginning stages of dating courtship and in the very beginning of, let's say, even a relationship. Okay. And it's a little bit different here because in the beginning, you're just not going to be generally texting that much. As you get into a relationship, obviously that happens, right? Now you may think, Trip, if I don't text her or if I text her later on, she'll jump to another guy. She won't if you are asking her out, if you are creating time to go on dates with her. Because a lot of women who say that guy's a bad texter, a lot of the bad texting they're doing is just the guy's not asking them out. So she's sitting here wondering, does he like me? Does he not like me? And the guy never asks her out. She might label that potentially as bad texter when it was, okay, he was never interested in you. Because the real text message that you wanted, and let's be honest, what's the real text message everyone wants? Something along the lines or synonymous with, I want to see you again. I want to be with you. So first toxic tip. <laughs> I should put toxic in quotes here because it's really not that bad. Ignore her for at least half a day over text. Okay, let's go to the next one. Don't Ask her to be your girlfriend. Let her ask. Let her come to that conclusion. Okay. Now, I don't want to sound like a hypocrite here, and I'm going to be very honest with you because I'm always honest 
with you guys on the podcast. Okay. I have, I've, I think I've only done that once. In fact, the current relationship I'm in right now with Megan, I did ask her. It wasn't until about six to seven months in that I did. No, wait, that was when, no, it was three to four months in. Yeah. Three to four months in that I did ask her out. So you might be thinking, well, Trip, why are you giving that advice if you didn't do that yourself? Well, I believe that it was a mistake. And, you know, hypothetically in the future, if I, if I was single again, I, uh, I would not do that. And I would be taking the advice that I'm giving you right now. It's something I kind of learned a little bit later. Don't ask her to be your girlfriend. Let her ask. Let her bring up the conversation of being exclusive of being with you and only you. Okay. And here's the thing. If you guys are spending enough time together, it's just going to lend itself to that point. It's going to just lead that way. That's how it works. You know, if you're seeing a girl like once every couple of weeks or once a month, it won't lend itself that way. But if you're seeing her like once a week, or maybe twice a week, and you guys are sleeping together, you're spending time, you're going on romantic dates. Hell, maybe even you guys in month two or three going on, go on a little weekend trip together. You are putting the actions in that you want to be with her. But it would be better to let her do that. Why? Kind of the same reason as I'm talking about before. You know, this is one of those examples where you might want her to, even though you're leading it and you're going to be the one, if you want to get married, to ask her to marry you. We just want her in this case to kind of invest. It would be better. Now, I will say this. Is it the end of the world if you end up asking her? No, it's not the end of the world. It would be fine. But if you really want to get that stronger investment It would be better if she's the one who brings it up and she most likely will, especially if you are doing the correct actions that's showing, hey, I want to be with you, which like I said, consistent dates, maybe a little bit of a trip. You guys are sleeping together, right? All those things coming together. Maybe she even asks you, and I I would not ask her this because it might seem needy, but even if she asks you, hey, are you seeing anyone else right now? You should be honest, right? In the first month, you might say yes, but in month two, three, four, you might be saying no. And if you get to month two or three and you realize, hey, this is someone that that you want to be with and you can hold back on being too needy, then you can actually stop dating other people. So when that conversation comes up, it's, yeah, I'm not seeing anyone. I'm just seeing you right now. Now, she is feminine. And women who are letting the man lead, she might not come out and say it. She might. They do. But you also might have a situation where she doesn't come out and say it right away. Like, hey, like, well, do you want to be exclusive? Or do you want to be my boyfriend? She might not do that. But if she starts asking you those kinds of questions, and you're in the month two, three, four, more towards month three or four, really, then at that point, she brought it up. 
and it would be okay to kind of finish it off, right? So she's like, hey, are you seeing anyone else? And you're like, no. And then you say, what about you? Are you seeing anyone else? No. And then at that point, you can suggest being exclusive or have the conversation about it. It's just going to be ideal if we can get you to the point where she brings it up first. Because let's be honest, man, you're leading everything from there. In fact, you never even have to wait for her to set up a date. You can just set up every single date. Dates one through 30, you can just set it up. And if she ends up setting something up, great, no problem. But I wouldn't wait for her to do that. If you want to see her, see her. I would try to keep it to one to two times per week because, well, that's a lot. In the very beginning, you should be doing other things. In the very, very beginning of a dating scenario, you should be dating other women and still living your life, right? It doesn't really get till yeah, six months to 12 months, 18 months where you're going to be seeing them, you know, quite more. She might be sleeping over a couple times per week. You know, that's, that's all good, but keep it to a minimum in the first month or so. Slowly start to increase it. Let her be the one to ask and invest. Okay. All right. Let's go to the next one. Kind of similar. Don't get rid of any of the girls that you're dating. Unless you're at that three plus month mark. I don't want you to get rid. Why? Because you, again, a lot of this, a lot of these tips are going to be related to preventing neediness. And the best way to prevent neediness, to make it inevitable that you won't be needy, is by creating constraints, such as keeping your phone locked away in a lockbox, such as continuously dating other women so you're not going to be wanting to just text her all day and trying to only see her all the time and you have other women that you're interested in, which is good because if you're not dating more than one woman at once, you're just going to be investing a lot of time into one person and it could be a waste of time. You know, it can be a big waste of time because what if in six weeks you find out that, oh, wait a minute, you know, she's got, I don't know, she's immature, she's got issues There's something you find out about her that you don't like, whatever it is. And then back to square one. So it's okay. I mean, let me tell you, give you the okay. It's okay to be dating multiple women at once in the, in the very beginning. It's totally fine to do that and, and go on a bunch of first dates with women who might be a good fit because just because you're on a third or fourth date with a woman, that does not mean that she's going to make it to date 10. And also it makes it easier to be less needy, right? Or I should say, I can even say the opposite, right? Or similar. It makes it harder to be needy because you're not going to be focused on one woman. Again, this is in the one to two month range. So don't get rid of the women that you're seeing. Date multiple women at once. By the way, guys, women are doing this too especially women who are in big cities, especially women who are, you know, if you want to put a, a, numer- a number on it, the numerical system of attractiveness, like if she's a seven or higher, 
and she's active on the dating apps, you don't think she's going on a couple dates per week? I mean, listen, I was just on a podcast with the panel of women and they tell me that they go on a few dates per week, sometimes more. So it's okay. It's not unethical. At least in my opinion, it's not. You know what's unethical? Unethical is, is lying. That's how I see something as ethical or unethical. At least as one example, it's like lying. If she said to you, are you seeing anybody else? And you say no. Well, that's just a lie, right? So that would be considered, in my opinion, unethical. So you would just tell her the truth. Not many women are going to be asking you that in the very, very beginning stages of dating, by the way. But if they do, you would be surprised how many women will stick around. You would be surprised how many women will stick around, especially for being brutally honest. Okay, so don't be afraid to be dating other women. I have a client that I'm working with right now, and we've been working together. We, we actually got him a girlfriend pretty fast. And I say girlfriend, but let me be more clear. It's not his girlfriend, but it could be his girlfriend, and that's the point. She wants to be with him and only him. And he's told me, Trip, I don't want to be in a relationship with her yet because I'm still practicing approaching. It's like I still want to be able to learn that. If I get into a relationship now and it doesn't work out, well, then I'm back to square one and I never learned with you how to get better at approaching because he, he met her online. So he's been brutally honest with her. And he has told her when she has asked that, yeah, he's not only dating her. She doesn't love it, but she's sticking around. Why is she sticking around? Because she really likes him. And I just bet that the fact that he was brutally honest and showing that he doesn't want to necessarily be with her and as other women that want him or potentially want him. I know he's told me he's not gone into details with her about his dating scenarios, but this has made her more attracted to him. And... He's not being a hypocrite because he's not stopping her. He's not told her, hey, you cannot date other people, but I can. He's, he doesn't care. She can do what she wants. So this is the point here is that if you're lying, you're going to be kind of a piece of shit, you know? I mean, it's just like makeup. It's like, well, is makeup lying No, it's not lying. We know that women are wearing makeup. They look different under there, but it's not the truth, right? Wearing makeup isn't the truth, but we kind of know that. So something to think about here. Now, I know that a lot of you guys who are listening are maybe not at the point yet where you have multiple women to date. You're not having multiple women to text. You know, before I go into the rest of these tips here, just remember, and if you're new here, you should know, we do have coaches on staff to work with you. So we can actually help you get more dates. We work with your profile. We create a profile for you that gets more matches. We have systems and techniques to help you go out and meet women in person and do approaches. We have coaches who will work with you one-on-one to guide you and hold your hand through the entire process to make sure you do it right to get the dating life that you really deserve. And we work with you until we get you 
to the point where you are super happy in your dating and and really have the abundance of women that you want, or at the very least, get you to the skill set to be able to get the abundance of women you want. We even have boot camps right now. So we're working with guys one-on-one in boot camps where my coach will fly to you wherever you are and work with you one-on-one and take you out for two days straight, Friday afternoon to Sunday afternoon. So we will actually work with you. We will work with you for the weekend and we have options to work with you over Zoom. Both are great options. Some people pick both. If you want to learn more, watch the short video over at tripadvicecoaching.com. Watch that and then book a call right below the video with my team and we can chat with you about how coaching works and see if it's a good fit for you. That's at tripadvicecoaching.com. That's to help you so we can actually have you use these tips to keep her interested for those of you who are still trying to get to that point, okay? Here's the next tip. We are not going to let her get away with bad behavior. Remember, we're trying to keep her interested. And I know this sounds kind of funny, like, how is this going to keep her interested? Well, you as a man who is showing that you have boundaries, there is nothing more attractive. Because you know what the opposite looks like? You getting walked all over. A woman does not want to sleep with a man, be with a man, be in a relationship with a man, marry a man that she doesn't respect. So if she has bad behavior, and I can give you a few examples in a second, but it's also going to be personal to you, like what you define as bad behavior. So for example, let's say you're with a woman who is consistently late. Now, it's on you to also create the boundary, right? If you don't say anything, but she's always late, do you really have a reason to get that mad? No. But if you say like, hey, I've noticed that you know, some of the times we've been hanging out, you're, you're very late. I would really appreciate it if you'd be able to make it on time. And she says, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay, cool. And then she's late again. Well, you can bring that up. And you should bring that up if that's something that really bothers you. Like, hey, I don't get it. I told you that I didn't like when you're late and now you're late again. It feels like this is just who you are and it feels very disrespectful of my time. It's interesting because the first time you said it, you've created the boundary. And so that's good. But then you have to keep with that boundary. And that's also going to build that respect. So it's one thing to say it once, whatever it is that you don't like or you don't want her to do. But then if she breaks that, let's say, uh, for lack of a better term, rule, or disrespects you again when you've told her, well, first of all, I would, if it's very in the beginning of the date, of the dating process and you've just started dating her, I would question if this is someone you should be with. But also you should be putting up those boundaries. So think about that. Where are your boundaries? What's the bad behavior that you don't like? So this is twofold. One, this is going to help filter and it's going to help with you know, being with a woman who you want to respect your boundaries. So that's going to be good for you, but also it's going to keep her more interested because she's going to go, oh, wow. And by the way, if you say that to a woman, and by the, you know, if you're like nice about it, 
like, you know, you don't have to be a complete asshole. Like the first time you say it, like, Hey, I just want to let you know, it's just like a pet peeve of mine. Just bugs me when you're, when you're late. I've noticed that you're late before. It just doesn't like feel very respectful of my time. So if you're doing in a cool, chill way and she reacts negatively to that, she says she gets defensive. She doesn't apologize. Well, guess what? You're with the woman who just showed her true colors very early and you do not have to stick around with someone if you, if, if you are being very reasonable about what your boundary is, right? If, you're, if your boundary is, hey, I don't want you, you know, talking to men ever or I, you need to be texting me back within three minutes every time I text you. Okay, that's very weird, needy, controlling kind of behavior. So think about where it is that's reasonable. And if you don't know, that's fine. You will discover it when you're in the relationship. So don't worry. You don't have to sit here going, oh man, I got to figure out what this is. You'll figure it out when it happens because it's going to happen and it's something you might not think about. In those moments that you're dating someone and you realize, oh, I don't really like that. I don't like that this person does that. So something to think about and also something to implement in terms of creating and stating the boundaries when it comes up. Okay, Next tip. Now, I know I said that uh, we don't want to lie. We don't want to lie. At least I would recommend that because it's not going to make you feel good and it's going to make you feel, it's just not the ethical way about, you know, doing things. So it's just not going to make you feel like a good person. However, just like makeup is a quote, I put in air quotes, a lie we're going to do something that's similar to that. And that's going to be about your feelings. And this is where I've done uh, hours and hours of podcast episodes on this. People disagree. It's a very polarizing tip, but it begs to be said again, something to be thinking about. And it's not expressing all of your feelings and not showing too many negative emotions. Okay, so this is where I start to lose people. So just try to listen up and I'll explain what I mean here. What I mean is in the very beginning, especially in the beginning of a relationship, or we'll say the beginning of the courtship process, the dating phase, your negative emotions and feelings are not going to do anything to help you. Okay, so let's just go on the far end. Let's start with the extreme so you kind of get a picture and and I know you'll agree here. Imagine you show up to the first one to six dates with a girl and you're complaining or you're sad or you're dumping all of your feelings and negative emotions and work so hard. Okay, now we're on the extreme here, but still bear with me. Is that going to be attractive? No. No, she's not going to like that at all. You probably wouldn't like that either if a girl did that. So that's just common sense. Like we're not going to do that. Okay, so I'm giving you the tip to never do it. Because where do we cross the line? How much is too much? I don't know. I don't I don't know the answer. That's the point. 
We don't know how much is too much. People don't generally like to be around people who are negative and complaining all the time. Obviously, that's not how the world is. We do have all kinds of emotions. We do have bad days and things like that. But it's one thing to have those things, process those things. It's another thing to display those things and to wear your emotions on your sleeve. You ever hear that? That's a common saying, wearing your emotions on your sleeve. You ever hear a girl say that? Oh, I wear my emotions on my sleeve. Yeah, you don't want to do that. They should be nowhere on your sleeve at all, unless you are talking to a good friend, maybe a family member, a therapist, someone to help solve those problems. Plus, you have to remember, emotions are transient. They're not there forever. You don't always feel happy. You don't always feel sad, right? They kind of come and go. You don't always feel anxious. You don't always feel curious. You don't always feel hungry. These are just emotions that kind of flow in and out of you. I'm saying that how far is too far, we don't know. So keep them to yourself because it's not going to help. Now, I get guys who say, but Trip, I had someone ask this question just, uh, I think it was a few weeks ago, but Trip, I, I want to be able to tell, oh, that's why I want a girlfriend. I want to be able to tell her about my bad day. I want her to be there for me. Listen, I understand that's what you want, but that doesn't mean it's going to help. Just because we want something, that doesn't mean it's going to do anything for you in the long run. In the short run, it's going to feel good. And listen, if you do it once or twice, I'm sure the girl you're with is not going to leave you. That would be pretty insane. But we get comfortable, guys. That's that's the point. Is like, I know you're going to make a mistake. I've made m- mistakes like that, where you just let it slip because sometimes you just have a really fucking bad day. Or you have something happen where a grandparent, a parent, someone dies, you get fired, Really bad things can happen to you. That Those things don't happen often, but they happen. Okay, it's not going to be the end of the world. But if I can pull you back into thinking, hey, let's try to you know, save some of those more emotional times for the times when it's you can't hold it in, like when we have someone who we know passes away or something really intense happens, like that's fine. We can at least try to have more moments of strength, mental strength and happiness and positivity because women want to be around that. They don't want to be around a guy who doesn't have it figured out, who's super emotional all the time. And they might say that, but they don't know what they're asking for. And here's the thing, guys. I, I've, I finally solved it. I should do a whole episode on this, but I'll, I'll start now because you guys really need to know this. Very important. I've been doing research and I've been finding out, you know, what women always talk about. I don't know if you've heard this. They want a man who's emotionally available. Have you ever heard this? Have you heard a woman say, I want a man who's emotionally available? If you haven't, oh, they say it. They say it all the time. They say when they complain about not, they're not being good men out there, you know, and you ask, well, what kind of man do you want? I want a man who's emotionally available. They say. I talked to my friend, Jonathan Asley, who we have another podcast that we do together. We, we need to keep doing that. It's called 
relationships are underrated. And I talked to him the other day, I said, Jonathan, I need to understand because you work with women. What does it mean when women say, I want an emotionally available man? And not to recap every ounce of that conversation, but I have concluded, and he agreed too, that emotionally available just means a man that's around that shows attention and that's there for them and that shows that they like them. So an emotionally unavailable guy is just a guy who's not ready for a relationship. That's all that means. Or a guy who, let's say she's in a relationship with a guy and all of a sudden he becomes emotionally unavailable. He's just not trying anymore. He's not courting her anymore. He's not having deep conversations with her anymore and asking how her day is and being there for her. It's just attention and support. So why am I bringing this up? It's because you're going to hear that and it can be confusing. I was confused, like emotionally available. A woman might even say, I want him to be vulnerable and emotionally available and tell me everything. The only reason why she deep down wants that is because it signals to her that he is invested in her. And women want that because biologically speaking, they want a man who's going to be invested, who's going to stick around. Their worst fear is for a man to leave. Okay, that's where it becomes hard for women. This is where men, uh, women struggle in dating. They struggle in the area of, okay, I can get plenty of men, right? Girls get approached, they get DMs, they get tons of matches. That's no problem for them. It's keeping the man around. That's the problem. So when she's with the guy who's, quote, emotionally available, that means he's sticking around. It doesn't mean he's dumping all of his negative emotions on her and be like that could be a sign yes he might do that and that might and that might signal to her wow he's being super open and honest he's telling me his problems and all this stuff he really likes me dudes you can do other things that show a woman that you really like her and are invested in her and she will pin you as emotionally available and you'll never have to come to her with any complaints or any kind of negativity at all and for those people who still say, but Trip, she's my friend. She's my best friend. She's going to be my wife. Or maybe you're listening and you do have a wife and you want that to happen. I would be careful. Okay. I'd be very careful with how often you're going to do that. Because you know it's going to happen no matter what. Because it just will. Because life just goes that way and you will have some of those negative emotions come out. But deep down inside, she wants a man who's got it together. So that's my warning about that. If you want to keep her interested, which is what we're talking about on today's episode, all of your negative feelings and emotions, keep those in. Not in the way where you're going crazy and you have no one to talk to about or solve your issues, but you can also talk to other people to get help. For example, I mean, what, what does a guy do if he's single? A lot of you guys are just hold it all in until you meet a woman. No, who are you going to talk to about it? A friend, a therapist, a family member, 
So you just keep doing that. Keep doing that. And also, we can go even deeper with this. It's like, if, you, if, that's, if this is happening a lot, this is a bigger issue. That means you need to be in therapy. If you're always feeling this way, there might be an imbalance chemically. You might need to be on medication. I don't know. You might need to see a psychiatrist on top of a psychologist. There might be something else that's in the way. So you would need to solve that and figure those things out. Okay? Again, if you need help, tripadvicecoaching.com. Do a free call with my team. We'll chat about coaching. We'll chat about the boot camps that we offer where we work with you in person. Go over all the details and we will just see if it's a good fit. If you think it's a good fit, if you think it's going to help you, if we think we can help you, that's what the conversation is all about. So book a time with us. We'll chat with you and go over all the details at tripadvicecoaching.com. Now you guys have been emailing and I love it. And I want more emails. Send them in. Email me, trip at tripadvice.com. Put in the subject line podcast question because I'm about to answer a question right now from a listener who is written in. So don't hesitate. We will get your questions answered, especially ones uh, that are very uh, thorough. You know, if it's like, hey, how do you do get better at flirting? You know, we're not going to answer that. You can just go through the podcast. But if you have a question, a story, something going on, a specific question to you, then we can answer it. Email me, trip at tripadvice.com. Okay, here's one that is from James. He says, I've listened to your podcast for about a year. You go over a lot of emails and comments from listeners, but I've never heard anything from a teenage perspective. I'm 18 and about to start my senior year of high school I just broke up with my first girlfriend because of problems I saw arising in the future, such as her wanting me to join the Catholic Church, and I wasn't going to do that. Now my senior year is coming up. I'm not looking for a serious relationship. My goal this year is to learn how to flirt and interact with girls. Approach anxiety isn't a problem for me. I'm a decently attractive guy and funny, I think. My problem is after I approach a girl, I don't know what to say. Could you make an episode and address the topic of approaching and flirting with girls in a school environment? James. Okay, James. Yes, I will answer this for you. And for all of you who listen to this, who are in high school or college, this is going to be helpful for you. And if you are listening to this and you're not in high school or college, this is also going to be helpful for you because a lot of these scenarios are not too different. And really, I want everyone 18 and older to understand how these concepts really work whether you're in a classroom setting or not, because that's kind of the point. It's all the same. So to continue to answer your question here, James, could you make an episode for approaching and flirting girls with girls in school environment? Now in a school environment, it's going to be a situation that's, it's kind of like a long game situation. Okay. The long game for you is going to be you don't have to necessarily go for the close right away. And when I say right away, I mean, imagine you're just going out and going to a bar or going to a grocery store and you meet a girl. It's like, well, you don't know if you're ever going to see her again. So you just want to flirt, get her number and ask her out and see what happens. 
in this situation, you're going to see them a little bit. So you can play the long game. But when I say long game, this isn't months and months of a long game. I want to be careful. This is just a longer game than you might do, like I said, when you're doing an approach, a cold approach. So you're not going to have to hit them super hard with forcing a close, asking for a number, asking to hang out in the maybe very first interaction. But you're going to have to do that within, I would say, two to four, so on average, three interactions. And you're going to want to start flirting right away. Now, you're asking how to flirt, which is funny because I just a little bit ago, I said, let's not have you, you know, write in a question asking how to flirt. If you want to learn how to flirt, we got plenty of episodes on the podcast like that. So you can learn how to do that. You can get my hooked program at getherhook.com. Since you're 18, you can totally get that. And that's going to teach you my whole system for flirting and, and building attraction with women, right? My TED formula. So you want to use those with any women that you meet in high school. You just have to know the consequences. Okay. It's kind of like social circle. So that's why I'm saying this is not just for guys who are in high school and college. I mean, really anyone here can, can benefit from the advice because it's, it's also like social circle is how much do you really want to infiltrate? I just talked about this on a recent podcast episode, social circle. How much do you want to infiltrate your social circle? You can't hit, I mean, you can, but it would be disaster if you hit on every single girl because they're going to be friends. So I don't know how big your high school is. Is it like mine was 4,000? You could get away with flirting with and and asking many girls out because there's so many different cliques of people. If you're in a high school of, let's say, 100 or 500, well, that's not going to be very possible, is it? I mean, you can, but it might bite you, right? You're going to be seen as a player. You might lose friends this way. It's just not going to be good for you. So in your senior year, depending on how many social circles there are in your, and clicks there are inside of your high school, you're going to want to make sure you're not doing too much of the same flirting within the same social circle, okay? I would be talking to people who are, and women who are outside of that social circle and see what happens there. And you flirt and you talk a couple times. And then at around time two or three, it would be appropriate to ask them out. I can even say maybe even the first one, just ask them to hang out after you talk the first time. But I'm saying in high school, you might've already talked to some of these women. So if it's like time two or three or whatever, and you start to flirt with them and you're approaching them, it doesn't matter what you talk about. You said your problem is I approach a girl. I don't know what to say. Say anything. For example, Talk about class, talk about school. You're you're a senior. Are they going to college? Are they not going to college? Talk about what do they do after class? What's fun to do? Are they in any clubs? Are they in any sports? And then you can mention those things that you're up to and that you're doing, right? So all that stuff is, is not to be something to overthink. Talk about whatever say whatever, ask them to hang out after school sometime or on a Friday or go grab ice cream or go grab dinner. Just remember that if you wait too long, 
you might be in a friend zone situation and we don't want that either. And yes, you can still get friend zoned in high school. Trust me, it happened to me quite a bit. Because why? Because I didn't make a move. So also, I want to say this to you, James, you are in high school. Don't think too much of it. Just go and talk to women, see what comes out, make mistakes. You're about to be in the real world and or college after this. And either way, it's a whole different ballpark where you're not going to be playing the exact same game because you're going to be going for it faster and you're going to be flirting faster and closing faster and asking them out a lot faster. So try to just get as many interactions and get as much experience as possible while you have it. Don't worry too much about results. And in less than a year at this point, if you're even listening to this when the episode comes out on the first day, in less than a year, you'll be right into the real world. And by the way, you can do that too. You're 18, go out to areas where people are walking around, do some cold approaches. It depends where you live, of course. I I remember I lived in a suburb of Chicago, so I didn't really have many of those opportunities. There wasn't like a downtown in my suburb. But other suburbs do have those. Or maybe you're in a city, you have opportunities. Okay? So, hope that helps, James. Hope that even helps anyone here who is not in high school just get a little idea of how it works with social circle and, and all that good stuff. So thanks, James, for writing in. I do like to help my, my guys in high school. And also, I have an episode here about high school. You just have to scroll back a little bit. I'm, I'm 99% sure I have it here. If not, I'm 100% sure I have a whole, oh, it must be like an hour long or at least 45 minute video on how to meet women in high school as a high schooler. Not, I know that sounds funny, like sounds kind of creepy if you're not in high school, but no, it's for guys who are in high school. It's called The Ultimate Guide for Dating Girls When You're in High School. That's what it's called on my YouTube channel. And you can also search that for How to Talk to Girls podcast, and that should help you out a bunch. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening here. Hope you learned something today. We went over some good stuff. Use these tips to keep her interested. If you need more help, you can get coaching at tripadvicecoaching.com. You can get my course, that's eight to 10 hours that you watch on your computer, your iPad, your tablet, your phone. That's called Hooked, getterhooked.com, or you can grab my book, Magnetic, on Amazon. All those links in the show notes. Go check them out. We'll talk to you on the next episode.